Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the Cutting Out Early Podcast, episode number 15, unbelievable, October 27th, 2020, Max Major here, Zach Montgomery to my left, and we have Mr. Alex Newth on the Zoom call, boys, how's it going today, another Tuesday with the podcast, with the podcast, oh, oh, what a good day, what a good day, how you doing over there, Alex? Good, ready to get it rolling. I love hearing that. Love love the energy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta come in hot. <laughs> I hope everyone's having a good day. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, this is the Cutting Out Early podcast, taking you guys uh, across the world of sports, news, current events, pop culture, all the stuff that we're going to get into today. There's, there's a lot to get into. It's uh, the the uh, pre-election week, one week to go until this uh until this craziness oh God, it's go almost over. It's <laughs> almost <laughs> over. We almost made it, guys. Do, yeah. Does all the craziness go away once the election is over, or does it get worse? <laughs> I'm kind of afraid. <laughs> I'm trying to be optimistic that it goes away, but we'll see. Yeah, it's probably not going away anytime soon. You don't, don't think know. so? No, no, no. They're campaigning in Michigan. Michigan's the big swing state, man. That's that's it. Trump was here in Lansing today. Um, Joe Biden's gonna be here on Saturday and Halloween. Halloween? Ooh, crazy, spooky. I know. It's very spooky, but it's an undisclosed location spooky. for now. Oh, spooky Joe yeah, with no, a surprise. Yeah. So they're they're trying to take advantage of Michigan. Um, you, you know what's kind of funny actually? And this is so random, and I'll I'll make this quick because I don't really like talking about politics, just because I hear it all damn day on the news. But Joe Biden was in Georgia today. That was like the first time a Democratic candidate has has been rallying in Georgia because it's always been Republican. But Joe Biden's there trying to take his chance. So who knows what's going to happen? Interesting. They haven't won Georgia. The Democrats have not won Georgia for the presidential race for a long time. A long time. So who knows what's going to happen, man? The polls. Yeah, there's a lot of unusual stuff. I saw Trump was going to like Nebraska or something, like a place he normally would never have to go. But I think he's doing three rallies today. Okay. Three rallies today wow. in different states. Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Going nuts. So one week to go, everybody. <laughs> One week, and uh, SNL is going to be uh, taking us through the uh, the big moments uh, through their cold opens, uh, which was another good episode I thought this past week. Um, very yeah. fun, very fun. But anyway, we uh, we can get into that in a little bit. There's a lot to get into today that we want to talk about. Where, where do you guys want to start? What, what do you guys want to do? I'm kind of open for anything today. It's it's a, it's a fun Tuesday. It's raining outside. We're making the best of it. But what do you what do you guys want to do? Do, do you want to get well, the lions over with? Do you want to get the football over with? Because we got to discuss it. There was yeah, there was a lot of football opening uh, Big Ten this weekend. Huge weekend. Oh yeah, the Spartans. Can you believe uh, that? Boy, oh, oh, my, no, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, what? Oh my God, unbelievable! <laughs> and the Michigan Slappies go wild. Stop. No, it's weird. It's just weird. I did anybody expect seven turnovers? 
By the way, this no. is not a this is not a sports podcast, so don't tune out because we're talking about sports <laughs> right off the bat. But I, it was, I mean, the Big Ten starting up, that's pretty cool. That that's pretty cool. I mean, it took them long enough, but but here we are, and we're kind of in the swing of things. But I mean, what there did you guys good think? Games. I there mean, was... what, what was your basic impressions of what we saw from college football this weekend? I'm just kind of curious to hear your thoughts, especially with Big Ten. Um, I thought we the Big Ten got off to a good. St- Start overall, I'd say. I mean, that Wisconsin game on Friday night was interesting only because the Wisconsin quarterback was incredible. Then Penn State, Indiana had a pretty fantastic finish in overtime. MSU was obviously disappointing, but for Big Ten fans overall, it might be exciting to see Rutgers actually somewhat competitive. Uh, Michigan looked strong against Minnesota. What do you um, think of Joe Milton? Um. Is he the, is he the next more. I, is he the next uh, Messiah for for Jimmy Boy over there in Ann Arbor? Is he the guy? I mean, he he looks promising. I'd like to see some more out of him. That's I'm I mean, you know, it's not like I want him to do well. So oh, Jesus, it's tough to say that. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, not like him personally. I just mean the Michigan football team. <laughs> well, I, I I could care less about him personally. But. <laughs> of course, of course. I think uh, he showed – it was a good start for him. I think the offense um, made it pretty simple for him to start, and he made some good throws. The stats looked good. I, I didn't watch the whole game, so I you know I can't have a full take on him. I but caught the highlights they, as well. Yeah, they, they, they dominated Minnesota, and Minnesota was a respected team going into this year. So um, what got what, me wrong. What are they going to do against the Spartans? I don't who, even I, who gave up seven turnovers uh, I literally, last weekend. I literally don't want to talk about it. Okay, yeah, we're doing my, a show. You talking, have to talk about it. it I was talking to my mom on the phone earlier today, and she asked me that, and I was like, I'm going to hang up on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask like you a, this question. I'm sorry that your conversation with your mother was so cut short because of the Spartans, Alex. That's horrible. I, I hope you call her back. I'll ugh. No, I did, no, I didn't end the conversation there. <laughs> Hangs up on his mom. I can't take it, mom. Don't don't you dare talk about those Spartans. Not this no, actually, week. Actually, a little a little sidebar here is the reason I called her, and I'm just realizing I forgot to tell you guys this is the bar exam results came out and I passed. I found that out today. Oh, you see her? Oh, that's right. They did come out. Oh my god. Hey, man, congrats. That's Unbelievable. Awesome. That's awesome. Oh Thank you. Sidebar. God. Anyway, that's why I was talking. Side, about uh, sidebar. <laughs> oh, hey, oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. The the jokes are coming. That's a big accomplishment. How do you feel? Do, do you feel any different than you, when you woke up this morning? Um, No, more tired. The, the day went on. <laughs> I, I found out in the middle of the work day, and uh, I, you know, I actually went into the office today, and it was a ghost town. I was like one of the only people there. So like, I checked the website. I found out, and I'm sitting there like, all right, who do I tell? <laughs> <laughs> Looking for somebody Nobody's to tell. Here. I have no one to talk to. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. And my phone was also on 5% battery, so I didn't even want to call anybody because I was afraid the phone would die in the middle of it. So Do you need a new I had to phone? go home and get my phone charger so I could actually call people and tell them. Why was your phone on 5%? Because I was listening to podcasts all day while I was working. It sounds like you need a new phone. should not be draining that quickly. Too bad. It shouldn't. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Somebody who just passed the bar should be able to have a phone that lasts the whole day. My God. God, do they pay you over there, Alex? I know intern life is rough, right? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I'm a full-time right? employee. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's some fake title. It's okay, guys. Don't get <laughs> carried away. <laughs> Where do these people come from? <laughs> I'll wait for a couple more paychecks and I'll buy a new phone. Yeah, boy. 
No, my, my phone's actually pretty new. I, it's it's only a year old, but you're right. It shouldn't be draining like that. Maybe Ridiculous. it didn't charge last night. I can't remember. Not important. This is boring. Stop. You're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's boring. laughs> All right, here's the deal. Now, the U of M, Wolverines, Jimmy Boy. Jimmy and his, Boy. And his clan over there in uh, A squared are favored. They opened at 24 points as a favorite over the Spartans. It has since moved to 25 and a half. Now, let me ask you this question. And taking away your... Do you think it will go up? No, yes. No, no. Well, okay. <laughs> I, it is going up. It seems to be. But taking away your your Spartan blindfolds and your green and white tunnel vision... What Zach is just it cringing hurts. right now. It, it looks horrible. Uh, uh, where do you put your money with a 25-and-a-half-point spread, the Wolverines or the Spartans? It's a simple question, and it's, ob- and it's an objective question. Most important. Most important. I'll, I'll You're betting the house. You're betting so the house. Zach Mr. Can, Newth. So Zach can get the grimace off He needs face. to get himself together. Mr. Newth. I, I'm taking the points. I'm taking the points, and I – I'm down. I'm definitely down on the on MSU this year. I don't think we're going to win very many games, and I certainly don't think we're going to win this one. It's just not in the cards. But I think that in our game against Rutgers, we had a lot of mistakes that can be fixed, a lot of turnovers that don't need to happen, a lot of receivers not running the right routes, which Jalen is like an interceptions. <laughs> a lot of we had. My point is that we had a lot of mistakes that are easy to fix. Now we also have a large talent disparity and that can't be fixed quite so quickly, but at least the mistakes can be cleaned up. And I think it can be a much more respectful game than what a lot of people might think it's going to be because we did look really bad against Rutgers. I have a There's qu- no denying that. I have a and qu- Michigan did look really good against Minnesota. There's no denying that, but I think MSU can at least clean up a lot of their mistakes and make it closer than what, a lot of people's initial thoughts. So 25 and a half points is too much, but they're still going to lose, you think? Oh, absolutely. I I, wow. I have a question for Mark D'Antonio before he left. Where, D'Antonio? What, what, what was he thinking with his offensive line recruiting? I was watching that entire game, and I was like, we are getting run over right now by Rutgers. And everyone, it, I... I'm really like it, it's kind of upsetting to see all these people get really mad at Mel Tucker and say it's all his fault and they already want him fired. And it's, <laughs> honestly, it's <laughs> it's one of the most it, it's a it's a really hot, passionate take from maybe some D'Antonio loyalist or whatever. But I don't what what offensive line was he like going for? I mean, this team looked like they were the offensive line for like a D two school. That was my wow. thought the whole game. I was yeah, watching it. We were getting. Pushed all over the place. I Ro- agree. Rocky Lombardi couldn't do any more than a short, like, quick pass. Um, our running backs didn't get out of the backfield. I, our running, like, our rushing stats were absolutely ridiculous. It was like 39 for 44 or something terrible like that against Rutgers. And, like, these yeah, are – You noticed we couldn't, we couldn't run it up the middle. We had to run to the edge every time, and we couldn't get out there quick enough because our running backs don't have that kind of speed. Yeah, and it was just, like, it, it was so – hard to watch a Rutgers team like it wasn't even like a it was they they ran over us like we didn't have any like push we didn't have anything it was on tv dangus why didn't you watch it is, anyway is I, Mel Tucker having some buyer's remorse well it, oh, no 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 that's not Tucker's fault I know it's not Tucker's fault 
But oh, do you think Tucker he's having buyer's remorse? Dude, I yeah. Oh, jeez, what would I get myself? Million dollars a year. <laughs> D'Antonio left me garbage. I think the only thing that made me more upset was going on Twitter after the game and seeing all the Spartan fans like, if Tucker plays another game or coaches another game, I'm oh, out. Like it was. It was actually it was it was really like upsetting to see because first of all he does not deserve it like it's not his fault. Get him out of here. He, he he's probably he had like a month's worth of practice with his team if you added it all up and um but he 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 was dealt a horrible hand and then these people come at him like it's his fault and I'm like looking at I'm like what did you guys expect? No no but people are not saying that really. I, you should see no, my they were. you should they see were. my feed, yeah. That's unbelievable. It was really bad. How stupid can And it's so be? undeserved. It's I one game. That. I couldn't agree more. It's very undeserved. It's one game. It's one game in a very weird season. Exactly. With but, a very talent depreciated team which he did not put together. Right. In fact, and, he might have had, like nothing to do with it. Even the even what was the Rutgers coach? I Spagnola? Shiano. Right? Oh, Shiano, yeah. He got, he brought in like nine transfers or something like that, and they were they were amazing. The nine transfers yeah, looked really good. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the point I wanted to make. Is that I mean, you could just look at Shiano and Tucker and look at their situations, and it's so easy to see the difference because, I mean, they were both taking over teams that had pretty weak talent pools. I mean, Rutgers can't hasn't been recruiting very well lately. That's why they fired their coach, and Antonio certainly wasn't putting in the work, and so both coaches are coming into a situation with pretty weak talent pools but Shiano was hired months before Tucker was at a time where he could go after those recruits and recruit them uh, the transfers and recruit them hard and get them to come to Rutgers because he has had success at Rutgers he was their coach I mean we talked about this last week he was their coach when they were in what was that the Big East where he led them to like six straight bowl games or something like that or six out of seven years a bowl game and a nine win season I mean he had success at Rutgers so he could go recruit those transfers and tell them that he's going to bring success back. But by the time Tucker got there, those transfers were not really available. And and it, it or showed. the coaching I mean, staff. Those transfers the- were making big plays for Rutgers all day. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you watching that Rutgers-MSU game, you probably heard the name of other Big Ten schools more almost more than you heard Rutgers or MSU because they're like Ohio State transfer this guy, Michigan transfer this guy, Wisconsin transfer this guy. And another note, did you did you guys actually listen to that game at all? Like listen to the broadcast? No. no oh, they were no. awful. They oh were my so god. Why? What I happened? could not believe how bad they were. Are you serious? Oh my god. Was, I wasn't listening. I, think I listened was, to some on the radio, but it was a different broadcast. It then. was it was Matt Millen, I think, and Oh, are you kidding me? And some and I it's it's the girl. I don't know her name. She anyway, the wow. Matt Millen Matt Millen didn't even Matt Millen didn't even know like what team was playing. I, I think there's a quote of him in the oh, beginning where he's like the Michigan State Bar- Spartans and the Rutgers uh whatever they're called are oh out on the field God. or something like that. What is he doing on TV oh still? It, it Especially was, in the Detroit market. What a what a joke. That's so bad. What it's, a joke. Honestly, I, I muted it because it was so hard to listen to them and watch the team no. oh, turn the it ball was over so seven times. That we got the like the uh 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 oh is it the internet connection is he gone i think alex just he, he may have he may have had a stroke we're not sure am i here oh <laughs> there he is oh that was a quick recovery amazing yes you are here let the bitch walk are you there <laughs> i think what, i am delayed though i think i am delayed though <laughs> probably yeah. and but, boy. Uh, go ahead alex no i 
Put that check in a money market mutual fund. Reinvest the earnings into foreign currency accounts with compounding interest, and it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Where did this delay come from? This is unbelievable. No, classic Zoom. Are are you coming back to Gross Point soon, Alex? I swear to God, Uh, we we all of a sudden have like we have a five. Oh, it's back! It's back! It's back! Your point's kind of moot now. If you want to go ahead and try, but no, go ahead, go ahead, Alex. I (laughs) want to hear it. Let's hear it. I just wanted to say at one point, the uh, play-by-play lady said the complete wrong thing of what happened on the field. What she, lady? She saw, what? <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've never known her name. She casts, she casts a bunch of games. I never have learned her name. But anyway, at one point she was like, oh, and they make it for a first down. And it, it was like, no, they're short. They're short. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you saying? Like, everyone can see that. How did you miss that? And then Matt was like, actually, they're short. <laughs> oh, my God. It was embarrassing. Honestly, I have to apologize. It was, it, was, it was definitely, like, the E team. Like, obviously, this was the, the game they did not care about. It was on the Big Ten Network, right? Yeah, their noon All kickoff. Right. The Big Ten you noon kickoff. Lions. We got the, the B team on the Lions call, too, with Greg Jennings. Oh, He's- yeah. I didn't. Did Greg Jen- Was he even there? I don't even know. I didn't even hear him. <laughs> Well, we got a big game next weekend. It is a big game on Halloween. I mean, regardless of what you think is going to happen, it's still Michigan, Michigan State. Ooh, it's going to be spooky 20, for the Spartans. 25 and a half points. I'm, Jimbo, better look out. I can't. <laughs> I, oh boy, 25 and a half points. You know, I may be bold and take the Wolverines. Uh, they can have the points. They can do whatever they want with those bold? points. I think it is bold. I'm sure we both saw that coming. But that's a that's a lot of that's over that's three touchdowns and a in a, a, a field goal and a hook. You want me to be honest? I think Michigan State's defense is better than than twenty five points. That's a hot take. That's well, it's a hot take. They, they put up Rutgers put up thirty eight points on us, but they literally had the ball at our twenty yard line seven times. Yeah, we had seven turnovers. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I really so, so it looks really bad, but it, it you, you have still have to take that into account. So I think the defense was one of the brighter spots of the game, but yeah. You guys want to get to the three man rush? Well, the NFL. Well, move on. Move on to uh, professional Absolutely. sports. Let's do it. Three man rush. Are we gonna? Are we, music. are we gonna talk Cue about? The music. We, I will. Are we gonna talk about the lines before or after? No, we're not gonna. We can't. We, we can talk. What, well, what is there to? What is there to say? Let's get him out of the way. What, I mean, what is there to say? Do we really want to spend much time on it? Look, it was. Here's what I will say. I want to say something really quick. It was a very entertaining game. It was different. It was. It was not like those games that just a blowout or one of those games where you checked out. It was down to the very last minute. But I. I. I think it's a facade. I don't think they were playing a good team. I don't think they were playing good enough football to beat most of the other teams in the NFL. And the only thing I think this is doing is is prolonging the Quintricia era. So, sure, I'll get a little excited at the time, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, however cliche that sounds, what are we doing? Are we going to go 8-8? Eight and eight? Are we going to go 7-9? and nine? Is that really going to be better than losing the rest of the games? Of course not. Who wants to be in that middle ground? Anyway, that's where I'm afraid we're going to end up, and then it's going to be a whole debate where, should he stay for another season? I don't know. I don't want to have that. I want them out of here. I want something new, man. Just wanted to start over. So whatever. That's my thought. That's your take. It's my take. I, Delving on the lines. Similar. I had a similar thought. The Todd Gurley thing was hilarious though. With uh, what, what was it Collins? He stand that picture of Gurley in the end zone, like lying on his face, and and Collins like with his arms up, like touchdown. Well, did you did you see that Gurley was just pissed? 
Let me pull up that story. I, I gotta that pull was this so up. Stupid. Why didn't they take why didn't they take a knee and run the clock out? The Lions had one timeout, <laughs> take a knee, run the clock out, and kick the game winning field goal with two seconds to go. What what is the problem it's there? Also, it's not like Is he okay? It's I, also I not like he just walked into the end zone. Like he had a defender on his back. He could have fallen down very easily. It, yeah. No, I agree. Absolutely. He he was not happy. He was he came out and said, mad as hell. Uh he knew he should have gone down. He should have stopped. He wanted to. He planned to. But he just couldn't stop short of the goal. He just had to score <laughs> on that 10-yard run. And of all people, the Lions are the one putting up their hands. Know, Touchdown! Todd Gurley, the Atlanta Falcons! Woo! That was great. And it worked out for the Lions. He... he it was it was iconic to see the Lions, like, rooting for that touchdown. And then <laughs> I... It was. It was also. It was. It was fun to watch Matthew Stafford on that last drive. Yeah, I will he did say. a good job. Do you, Do you want to hear Gurley's quote? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I was trying not to. My momentum took me in. It's kind of crazy. The last time I played in Detroit, I went down. This time, I ended up scoring. It's like what goes around comes around. It's one of them unfortunate. He said, "It's one of them unfortunate situations." I've been. I mean, plenty of those situations in my rookie year, six or seven, and I've always got down. It was an unfortunate one right there. So he's taking responsibility for what happened. He probably back should. To Stafford. Alex, are you ready for the uh you know, no, the no, no. You know, what, you know what he said? Go ahead. I'm listening. This is this, what a disaster. Yeah, I think so. What a disaster. Alex, you got you got to restart, my man. I think you, you you may have to make a phone call to management here and, and try to have the uh, repairman come and fix the Wi-Fi because there's obviously a big disaster going on in my... this household. <laughs> can you not hear me? There you no, go. There you go. And he's gone. And he's gone. What is his answer? And he's gone. I guess it's just you and me, Zach. It's tough. Well, um... Alex, we'll get we'll get to your hot take in a bit. It sounded like a hot take. I mean, if there's any hot take that anyone has, it's definitely from him. Oh, I think he was gonna say that he he thinks that Gurley was padding his stats, <laughs> looking. Well, no, he's he needs a touchdown. Are you well, no, for he, he's gonna sign a deal. He probably needs to look like he's. He good. didn't want to score. He did not want to score padding his stats. Uh, are you gonna remember a shitty game against the Lions? Or are you gonna remember the you know the, the that's that's actually touchdown? exactly what I was gonna say, Zach. There you go. There he is. I can read his mind. <laughs> Whatever. That's exactly on. what I was gonna say. You have that exactly right, if you can hear me. I can hear you, Alex. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. my God. That's exactly what I was going to say, is that... Ground control <laughs> to Major Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, no, I'm I sorry. think... I'm sorry. Alex, to be honest but with that you... That was I, exactly what I was going to say, is that girl told himself... Oh my God, Alex! <laughs> he it, honestly, I think it's probably on our end. The the Wi-Fi. You, it is on talking. Our end. Stop interrupting me and let me talk. Whoa, Jesus! He's a, you're on like a ten second delay, dude. We're trying our best. This sucks. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's very it's very jumpy. I apologize. I'm, I have to I'm trying apologize. To, to get on it. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> I think it's on our end. It's a mess. Oh, this is great. We can hear you, Alex. Go I ahead. Do do your do your best. Oh, this is this is okay. This well, is so I was fun. gonna say the exact same thing that Zach said is that Gurley told himself he said I'm on a one in five team here, and at the end of the year I'm gonna need a new deal, and it's gonna look a lot better having an extra touchdown on my record than a stupid win for the Falcons that no one's gonna care about. So he said, you know what? I'm gonna get this touchdown and get this bread and you guys can 
suck my left nut. So are you are, are you saying he intentionally pretended not to score? Because he tried not to score, but he still did. So you're saying the pretending not to score was just an acting job. He just didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to make I think it seem like he wanted to score. Now. I I mean maybe he did kind of realize halfway to the goal line he should fall, but at the I think the pretending is now saying, oh yeah, it was a total accident. Like I don't think it was. I think he was going for the goal line and then at the last minute realized what the situation was calling for and that he should go down. But I don't think that he really cares that much. I don't think he's that heartbroken over it. I think he'd prefer to have the stats and I don't think anyone's going to make much of this at the end of the year other than noticing that he has an extra touchdown. I mean, that's not the worst take. It's <laughs> possible. No, I agree. No, I, I think the exact same thing, Alex. I don't think, I think both these teams, well, at least for Atlanta, they fired their coach. The season's over. The man just needs a deal. He needs a job next year, you know? So the Lions yeah. are 3-3. Three and three. Congrats to the Detroit Lions. You want to get he the three-man rush? A, uh, he wants to be a fantasy football star. Yeah, he, 22 he wants points. To keep his name out there. He, he wants to keep the relevance. He probably has himself on his own team. It's for the personal brand more than it is for the team. <laughs> Absolutely. 22 points is no joke. He's got a lot of money in his fantasy league, and he's he's uh, he's playing himself that day, so he had to score. <laughs> I mean, well, he, no, he, he was five points if behind. Fan, if he's fantasy relevant, then he's going to be talked about all over the internet, all over TV, everywhere. It's it's a big deal to have that Huge. kind of publicity it on is, yourself. It is amazing how big fantasy is in the realm of of. of Football. I mean, of, of all professional sports, really, but especially football. I mean, fantasy almost controls everything. It's it's just bizarre. I mean, everyone plays fantasy football. Everybody. Yeah. It's like it's... I, I'd also I'd also like to apologize for uh, for lashing out earlier. <laughs> I was I, have to I was apologize. moving into the other room to try and get closer to the router, hoping it would help, and I smashed my knee on the couch. <laughs> this brand new couch. I'm glad it was, I'm glad I was on mute though, because. I hit it really hard. <laughs> Alex, I, I think it's I think it's management here that may need to call the repair man, the repair man, 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 and get somebody here. That's, that's what it is. Or we gotta move. Look, we gotta, the we cutting gotta... out early. Yeah, studio change might be happening. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. The reason the reason we called it cutting out early is because our Wi-Fi keeps. That's <laughs> <laughs> so apropos. All right, let's get to the three man rush. Let's go. Okay. Fire up the music. Okay. All right. Crank it, baby. Here we go. Oof. Sportia! All right. So on this week's uh, three-man rush, we are going to go. Uh, we're going to go over NFL power rankings. Week eight on NFL.com, they put out the top. They rank the teams one through thirty-two. Um, I'm just going to go through and I'll I'll name off some. Uh, interesting teams that have some stories around them yes sir and you guys kind of just give me what you think about them okay so at the very end here we have the worst team in football according to nfl.com the new york jets uh the jets (laughs) (laughs) the jets jumped out to a 10-0 lead against the bills and then sam darnold was sacked six times and threw two interceptions um, it, that's not really the interesting story I wanted to go with them. It, there was a quote out there from Trevor Lawrence, uh, probably widely considered the overall number one pick going into this draft. Oh yeah, big time. And the Jets are a top contender for him, saying and or, and then he was quoted. Trevor Lawrence was quoted to say, uh, "My mindset has been mit, has has been I'm going to move on, but who knows? There's a lot of things that could happen in relation to." the next coming year for him. What do you guys think? Do you think Trevor Lawrence will stay another year if he has to be drafted by the Jets? Is he a junior? Yes. 
Or no, actually, he might be a sophomore. Is that really a... I mean, do you think that college players are starting to do this now more than ever? Really consider if they're like a number one pick where they could go and like, ooh, I don't want to deal with that horrible team. I'm just going to kind of keep playing for another year. I don't I don't know, man. I, I think he I think he wants... I don't believe that. Look at Sam Darnold. I think he wants to get to the NFL. I think it, wherever you get in the NFL is an accomplishment. I think that's such a big deal for them. They're just going to do it. So I, I think he's being a little... You know, not too serious, but whatever. That's my thought. I, I don't think I don't think he's gonna stay in college football to avoid being taken by the Jets. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's so many variables that go into it that I mean, he'd be silly to do that. I mean, the Jets are gonna get rid of Gase, hopefully, and there's a million things that could happen. Even if he does go to the Jets, it's not necessarily a death sentence. Like, and even if he does go to the Jets, he can get traded, or you know, he can get picked somewhere else. I mean. The Jets do have Sam Darnold. I, are they giving up on him? I mean, he's still a young quarterback, and he does have promise, even though they haven't done anything with him. But that's more the Jets' fault than Sam Darnold's, I think. At number 30, I have the Dallas Cowboys, who were one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl going in, but then were blown out by the football team going into – excuse me, sorry, I'm changing the music – Blown out by the football team, twenty-five to three. Uh, Dak the football is team. The football team. The football team. The Washington football team. The Washington football. So team. now they're just the football team. They're not even the Washington football team anymore. They're just the football no, team. No, I like the football team. Oh Jesus! Probably, Pick a name, people. Probably the more interesting story for them is the trade of Everson Griffin to the Lions for a conditional sixth-round pick. Breaking news tonight. Breaking news. Yeah. What do you guys? What do you guys think about Dallas? Are they yard sailing? And what do you guys think ever about Everson Griffin to the Lions? If he can help the pass rush, I will be very happy. I think that's going to be a big plus to the Lions. I think they got a steal here. And I absolutely think that the Cowboys are just done. They're just done. I have no faith anymore in Mr. Andy Dalton. He's donezo. It doesn't look good for him. And they're, they're yard sale time, baby. Yard sale. Alex? Oh no! All right. Well, I did want to add. <laughs> I'm moving on. Go ahead. I did want to. Everson Griffin was probably most known for being on the Vikings. He had 17 sacks against the Lions, or no, 16 sacks against the Lions of his 77 total. So, interesting. Um, my number 22. I have the top of the NFC East at two, four, and one. Uh, I have the Eagles, who had a last-minute drive to beat out the Giants. Uh, will the, the Eagles be the ones to crawl out of the NFC East this year? What if it's Washington? It could be. Honestly, they're so bad it could be anyone. It's What a, what a horrible division. They all just suck so bad. <laughs> I don't have faith for that. I, I think the entire division is going to be out of the playoffs. I think it's going to be just the, – the league's just going to say that we're not going to take anybody from that entire four-team division. It's just done. So I don't think <laughs> just stay, You guys are done. Yeah. Take a year off. We're, we're taking what a second a team from the best division. <laughs> what a Lions thing to do. That's exactly what happened to the Lions. Like the Lions finally win the NFC North in a really, really bad year, and the NFL just says, nope, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Well, I mean, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson just like shattered his ankle, right? So he's out for the year. Uh, Ertz is out for at least four weeks. The Eagles stink. I no take on them. They could win, but they certainly don't deserve. To. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> and for no, well, 
Speaking of the Lions, and coming up on next on the list, number 21 is the Lions. Wow. We have uh, Todd Gurley's inability to stop his momentum, helping Matthew Stafford and uh, TJ Hawkinson with a 64-second, 75-yard touchdown drive to win the game. They have the Colts up next, which is probably the toughest game in the next four or five-game stretch they have. Do you think the Lions can make a, a, a run here? No. Next. They're done. I, they're going to get killed by the Colts. Are you kidding me? Done. That's a statement game for him for sure. Yeah, big time statement. A big time, big you're time statement. You're not only crazy, <laughs> you're dumb. Mr. Matty P, you got to make your decision and see what you can do against the Colts. It's not going to be good. So the, the, the writing's on the wall, my man. Anything? Yeah, that says it all. That says it all. Says all it right. All. For for number 16, we're, we're jumping to the Bears, who were 5-1 and one and actually looking like they had potential to win the NFC North, but they looked flat against the Rams. Nick Foles has not looked very good as their starter. They, I, I've heard talk of them going back to Jabriskie, actually, which is kind of crazy. Oh my God. The Lions are kind of creeping up on them with 3-3. Three and three. Do, Are the Bears done? Do you think they're done? I, I, their record is so, so surprising to me. I never would have guessed that they would be at this position in the entire in the, in six weeks or seven weeks into the season. Come on. That's unbelievable. Five and one now. Yeah. Five and one. Five and two now. Five and two. Five yep. and two. Five and two. Excuse me. And now keep I, in mind, I don't know, one of those wins. One of those wins is over the Lions, which the Lions should have won had DeAndre Swift caught that touchdown at the they last second. Have. So, what you're looking at four and is two. maybe the Lions could be four, four and three. three, and the Bears could be also four and three. Think about that. No, he'd be four and. Oh, never mind. Anyway, Mr. Doctor, thank three, God right? he's a doctor. <laughs> At number eleven, I thought this was a team that was very underrated in the in the rankings. The Arizona Cardinals were number eleven, who just knocked off the Seahawks. Kyler Murray looked like a stud, but it was that defense who forced Seattle to have two punts in the last two drives, and they had a couple interceptions on um, Wilson. Uh, so, and they have wins over the 49ers and Seattle in that division. Do you guys think that the Arizona Cardinals can win that division? I think they have a big, big chance. If there's going to be a team, it's probably going to be them. They're going to come up and make a big move. Man, this music. Sorry, guys. I picked a bad video this week. (laughs) Of course. Wow. I made a bad purchase here. (laughs) Alex, what do you think about the cards? I think they're for real, and they've already beaten the Seahawks, who are their number one opponent in that division to win I mean, if there's going to be, I mean, I, I, the Seahawks are obviously a favorite, I think, but the Cardinals beat them in the first game, and the Cardinals look red hot right now. While I know Seattle is dealing with, uh, I think, some injuries on on defense or to their running backs for sure, and I think they have some defensive injuries too. So, I mean, look out for the Seahawks to maybe fall a little bit, and the Cardinals to rise. That's for sure. And then the last thing here, I have the top five of the of the entire rankings. Let me know if you guys agree with it. Who should be in? Who should be out? So at number five, I have Green Bay. At number four, the Ravens. At number three, we have Tampa Bay. At number two is Pittsburgh. And at number one is Kansas City. Do you guys agree with that? I wonder if Tampa Bay, did Tampa Bay move up because of uh, because of AB getting on there back back with his main man, TB? AB and TB, the dynamic duo. I think it's a good ranking. I think KC definitely deserves that number one spot. Uh, I think that Tampa Bay as well is going to be making some strong moves. I like what I see down there. I, I, I still think back to that Green Bay game last week. 
I guess, two weeks ago, and was impressed ever since that time, and I think it's going to continue. I think the Titans deserve to still be on this list. I don't think the Titans deserve to fall. I think they shouldn't be blamed for that loss to the Steelers. I agree, Alex. They just came off a really physical overtime win, and they were playing Pittsburgh, who has a really, really physical defense. So, And, you know, they came back from almost 20 down. Um, so, yeah, I think the Titans should still be on that list. I'd probably bump Green Bay off, and I might move Tampa Bay down. I'm still not 100% sold on that offense. I think it's got some holes, but their defense is incredible. And I'd move, I'd move, I would move the Steelers down too, I think. I'd probably have Kansas City, uh, Ravens, then maybe Tennessee, uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, Tampa Bay to round it out. And I think the Bills deserve some consideration. Tampa Bay was six before, so they did move up. They're right now they're the favorites to win the NFC, which is really interesting. They look they look like they could be the best team in the NFC. So anyway, I mean I know they beat Green Bay, but for whatever reason Green Bay just looked off that game. Could be. It was a bad I beating. Think, I don't think that's the Green Bay we're going to see every week, the one that got blown out by Tampa Bay. We'll see. We'll see. And that is our three-man rush. Congratulations. <laughs> well done. Well done. We, we, we made, made it, it through, through somehow. D- despite the adversity. Man, there were a <laughs> lot of hiccups in that one. <laughs> but, hey, that makes for fun radio. The real radio of the cutting I think I broke my market. kneecap on the couch. <laughs> Should we call a doctor? <laughs> Zach, can you diagnose him over the Zoom? Yeah. Is there uh, anything you can do? It has a case of, uh... Never mind. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, that's great. I, I, I'm, I'm pumped for, uh... I'm pumped for next weekend, man. It's gonna be a fun weekend. Michigan, Michigan State. We got another, uh, fun weekend. I'm, I'm killing fantasy, man. I'm telling you. I think this is the real deal for me this You're not year. Even the top of your division. We're all tied. Everyone's tied. We're it's all so close, close. Close, close season. We're all at like four and three right now. Once my team gets back from injury, you better watch out. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm so upset. All my running backs are out right now. I don't even know what to say. Everyone's running backs seem to be out. Not I need, mine. I need some running not backs. mine. All right, we'll t- we'll talk after the show. <laughs> did you guys uh? Did you guys see the uh? The Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman video that was leaked by one of their co-workers of all people. I think that's the real story. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Were they talking about the flyovers? No, actually, I, I, did, no I did see the story, but why don't you uh, give give our listeners a little uh, overview here? Well, Matt, what happened was Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were doing the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Green Bay Packers game. Um this would have been last weekend, so like like nine days ago or whatever. And there was a leaked video uh, that featured the announcers mocking the pregame flyover uh, before the game. And it was published on the internet. This was not broadcast. They were on mic. They were they were doing their job. You know, it was it was after the national anthem. It was not on broadcast. But whoever works with them leaked the video, and now everyone knows what they feel. It's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. <laughs> that stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner. <laughs> Kamala Biden ticket. Kamala first and then Biden. The Kamala Biden ticket. So I guess if, if they get the if, if Biden wins or he's gonna uh, cut out flyovers that have been going on since planes were pretty much invented in the United States for football games, that's gonna be done with him. I guess. I don't know. So that oh, video, that, that video that's was such leaked. a bad take. That is such an awful, awful take. <laughs> you, 
even from even if he was being serious, which he's not, obviously, I don't think anybody thinks that like flyovers are bipartisan. Everybody loves them. I, I thought so, too, but, but I guess not then. What was the point of leaking that? Like it was it just sounded like two guys having a conversation because because whoever asshole co-worker they work with probably thought, ooh, this is controversial. This can make me a little money if I sell it to a website, maybe sell it to TMZ or whoever. And get a little money. That's what I'd be pissed about if I was if I was Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. What kind of what kind of shitty coworkers do I work with where they're leaking our videos to the internet to make a little cash? I mean, come on, how unprofessional! I'd say so. You know, you know. But it was. Uh, but they have since addressed it. Joe Buck has broken his silence on the issue. Oh my gosh! He's addressed the leaked video on his podcast. Uh, he made it clear that oh, we he's, should wait, have him on. He's got a podcast too. Isn't that crazy? Oh my god, gosh. there's so much competition. How, <laughs> how are we going to break through? Who isn't doing? I think it's more of an exclusive list of people who are not doing a podcast. I think that's the real exclusive list. You're not doing a podcast? Wow, that's incredible. How do you manage to stay away for so long? Everyone's it's doing like a pe- show. It's like people who are, aren't on social media. Like, how do you not have a Facebook account? <laughs> Joe Buck made it clear that both he and Aikman were joking around being sarcastic and his quote as follows. So I see this, and Troy in the microphone is repeating something that he heard the night before from an unnamed person on our crew, he said. This person happens to be a very far left and said, well, under Biden-Harris, you know that's not going to happen. And Troy was repeating that, watching the flyover. So it sounds like uh, he was uh, mocking somebody he worked with. (laughs) So they clipped that as if he's saying that, and as if he's a Biden-Harris fan. So. I think we know who leaked it, the guy he was making fun of. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Come so, on. It's just a it, it's a joke, but this was leaked, and now they're getting the uh, the backlash. And But it is kind of funny. You can tell he's being sarcastic when he co- kind of goes into that, like, 1950s-style voice. And that's your hard-earned tax dollars. <laughs> Hard at work. What? It's just funny, man. But What defines backlash, though? Like, are they getting, like, a bunch of tweets, like, how could you make fun of Biden? You know, like, what do you mean? I think the backlash should be that he said uh, a, uh, a Kamala or a, a Kamala Biden ticket. <laughs> Putting Kamala gets first billing on that. <laughs> That's the scary part. I don't know what the backlash is, Zach. I, I don't know. There probably isn't any. No, but people, people are upset. People probably saw the video and said, what? What's going on? My favorite announcers. Unbelievable. Anti-flyover. Anti-American. <laughs> This ridiculous. But anyway, I don't know. I it, think it's I'm, just a joke. I think our uh, podcast is better. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Max Major is more well known. Maybe than, not. Maybe not today's. Maybe not today's. <laughs> Technology and stuff. I wonder how they're doing in the ratings. Get on their Anchor.com no, account and see how many listeners they have. There's no way they get over us. That's for sure. I highly doubt it. Who's listening to it's the Joe to. Buck it's podcast? Tough. Who who who's who even heard of that? I didn't hear of it. Have you heard of that, Alex? The Joe Buck podcast? Oh, yeah, one of my favorites. Oh, really? No. What does he do? Sports? <laughs> News? <laughs> Sports? Joe Buck? No, no way. <laughs> Are you a Joe Buck fan, by the way? If he's calling a game, what's your thoughts? What's your impression if Joe Buck is calling this game? I guess for football. I've always found him a little boring, but I like him overall. I think he does a good job. I guess I don't... I don't really have a take on him i just associate his voice with whatever the biggest game of the week is you know like this is going to be a good game well no i'm just saying like he's always on the good like he's always on the best game he's too boring 
You he's, know, too like, he's, he's, he's too boring for football, especially. Is he doing the World Series tonight? That's a good question. Oh, he probably I think is. he is. He's been doing all the all the Fox broadcasts. He probably both football and baseball. So I think he is probably doing the yeah, World he, Series tonight. He's, which he's the Fox by the way guy. can be clinched. Are you guys gonna watch? Yeah, that's true. The Dodgers could win it. They're up three to two right now. Uh, yeah, I'll probably. I'll, well, I got the Bachelorette tonight. Oh, too. is the game on right now? Probably. <laughs> It's oh, no, oh, I thought you meant the score was 3-2. to two. No, the score is 1-0 Tampa Bay right now. Thank you for the, the partial score when everyone's listening to this tomorrow. That's going to be great. I'm sure they're going to love I that. Really, <laughs> I, want, I want Tampa Bay to clinch or win it. Wouldn't it be interesting to too. have Tampa Bay too, title they gotta, town? they got to push it to seven games. Did you guys see that game on Saturday night? That wild finish in uh, game oh, yeah, four? yeah, yeah, yeah. Dodgers were up 3-1. to one. They were leading that game, and it was a wild walk-off where the Rays actually managed to come back in the ninth inning walk-off with the weirdest... I don't even know how to describe the play. It was a weird play at home plate where it was like almost a pickle. I think they threw the ball away, and he was able to score, and that clinched. That that was the winner game right there. That was the winning run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the guy who win- scored the, the winning uh, run was coming around third, and he sort of stumbled coming around third and fell down. And it looked like a sure out, but then the uh, the throw in from the outfield went past the catcher, so he was able to scurry home. And you know, you get that iconic uh, video of him pounding on home plate. It was really cool. Well, I, I think health officials are a little worried that the Dodgers might win tonight because uh, apparently uh, the celebrations going on in Los Angeles are not really helping the, uh, the the COVID crisis. We're in the middle of a pandemic right now, and uh, apparently people like to celebrate after big wins. So the Lakers won. Uh, a few weeks back, and everyone in Los Angeles went out. They went out and had a big party. Not many masks on. A huge get-together, and now all of a sudden, uh, COVID cases are up, like, I think 30% since that time. So if that happens with the Dodgers tonight, who knows what's going to happen. Probably the same thing. Burn some couches. It would be a repeat winner, too, with the Lightning. Yeah, but apparently they know how to handle themselves more, apparently, than Los Angeles. (laughs) Or they just don't care about hockey. (laughs) Could be. I don't know. I mean, only uh, only our friend does down there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I wonder how he's doing. That's a good question. We, we should be, call him. Yeah, we should bring Colin. Next, 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 call next week, we'll have him on the show again. <laughs> See how he's doing there? I wonder if he's a baseball fan. He could be. So hopefully uh, hopefully health officials are, are praying that, uh, that Tampa Bay uh, think, wins tonight and Game 7. I think my favorite stat of this whole World Series is the this, the – Contracts for Mookie Betts and uh, oh, Clayton, Betts and Clayton Kershaw together on the Dodgers. Just those two players is the same, almost the same as the entire Tampa Bay Rays team combined. Are Did you kidding see me? That? No. <laughs> oh my god. No, I, I saw it on. Uh, I, I don't even know. But actually, anyway, yeah, yeah, just two players to the entire Tampa Bay roster. It's crazy. I actually have a funny story from the L.A. Times about Mookie Bet or Mookie Betts. He was uh, uh, not. He was cut by his little league team. At a young age. But listen to this. No. L- listen how silly this is. Uh, no, This is from the LA Times, by the way. It's kind of an expose on Betts and his upbringing uh, and kind of where he got to where he was today. His, his parents divorced when he was in elementary school, um, but his two parents remained close. They've been in Texas since their uh, 28-year-old son entered the bubble for the National League Division Series. They watched him from afar at Globe Life Field, uh, leading the Dodgers, the organization that acquired and made him a very rich man this year, to the World Series. He, I mean, you can't argue that he's a good player. And I wish, I really wish more people were watching the World Series. The ratings this year are down big time. This is like one of the lowest rated World Series ever. 
ever in the modern era. It's unreal that nobody's really paying attention to this. For whatever reason, it probably has to do with the election, probably has to do with all the other football games that are on, including college football and pro. So it's just not something that everyone's paying attention to, which is too bad. But <laughs> this is it's really funny. Uh, the article goes on. Nobody wanted Mookie at his, the beginning of his baseball life. His mother took him to the local Little League in Nashville to sign him up when he was five years old. Five years old? Do you play Little League at five, Alex? Is that something? You're playing t-ball at five. You're, you're in preschool at five. Who's playing Little League at five? Is that normal? Yeah, I, I don't think so. Little, I think I played t-ball around then, right? Yeah. T-ball? He was tiny. Little bitty kid with little legs, uh, Colin said, in the format the league used to fill out team <laughs> he rosters. Was, he was five. Didn't so. help. Uh, <laughs> little bitty kid with little bitty hey, legs. I'm sorry about my thighs, but this is as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> Diana Collins, by the way, is uh, is his mother. But, yeah, he took him to try out. Uh, Collins, the mother, didn't have any connections in the league. So to get Mookie on a team, she had to approach each coach asking if there was a spot available is there a spot available for my son? The first two coaches told her there wasn't any room for her son. No room at the inn, madam. But the third rejection angered her the most. The man looked at Mookie. Collins recently recalled and told her he wanted bigger kids because he wanted his team to be competitive. By then, Mookie was crying. Mom, I'm not going to be able to play! Mookie told his mother. This is five? No! You're going to play, Collins assured him. She looked around and saw enough children rejected to form a new team. So she created one for them and became the coach. The team wasn't competitive. They won just one game that season, but that one win mattered. It came against the coach who didn't want Mookie. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Uh, Collins went on to say, I told is Mookie. This real? Is no, this I'm true? not. This is a real story. <laughs> this is a real deal. Uh... Mookie's mother said, I told Mookie, today's going to be a little different because we're playing this one team, uh, Colin said in a recent video conference with 300 coaches from the Dodgers RBI program as part of the Dodgers Foundation's girls coaching series. Every ball that comes, I want you to get it and get it out. I don't care where the ball is. So Mookie, he was running into right field and chasing the guy home. So the coach said, you're not teaching him right. And I said, I'm teaching my son how to win. That's what you wanted to do, right? That's what you wanted to do. You made sure you told me you wanted to win. So I'm teaching Mookie how to win. And I was done with that coach. Mookie said he doesn't Go remember. Go get him, tiger. <laughs> Mookie said. You know what this sounds like to me? He doesn't remember that day. Oh my God. What, yeah, You know what this sounds like to me? This sounds like all those posts you see online of like, my six-month-old daughter said the cutest thing today, and oh my it's God. like some like ridiculous statement about like, like politics. And you're like, your oh my daughter God. did not say that. Like, shut up, Alex. That's, that's exactly so funny. Like. That's so funny because I was thinking the same thing the other day. It's these. It's like it's a Reddit thing where it's like your kids say the most woke things. And I remember, I remember, um, I remember there was one specific, uh, specific story in that Reddit post, by the way, this is a quick diversion from the Mookie Bet story, which I'll continue on. But it was really funny because it was this mother with her child. The child was like five years old or something, probably at the same age as Mookie when he was rejected from all these teams. Uh, they went outside and, um, and they, and they saw a dead bird, a bird flew into the window. And it was so sad because the bird died, Zach. It didn't make it. The, the bird didn't make it. Um, so 
So they went outside to take care of the bird and give her a proper burial. And the mother said, "Did they burn it in a shoebox outside so. the warehouse?" <laughs> I hope so. And then Dwight stomped it out <laughs> after the fire extinguisher. But the mother said, "Oh, I hope th- I hope he lived a good life, or she lived a good life." And the and the little kid says, "Or transgender." I broke down crying. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. This is a real post. I read it the other day. Could be a crackhead. <laughs> what? There's not a five-year-old saying that. And besides, birds don't... Birds are not people. This is yeah, totally you, you gotta, very ridiculous. No, if anything, that's just bad parenting, showing that <laughs> that parent has not taught their kid the correct way to, to uh, treat people that might have different... Uh, experiences in that. I couldn't, I couldn't Obviously, agree if she more. thinks a bird can be transgender, she's not giving it the proper respect it deserves. I hope he lived a good life. Or she. Or transgender. I broke down crying. My you daughter. Broke down crying? Yeah, the mother broke down crying due to her five year old daughter's wokeness. I guarantee you she did not say that. That's a 100% guarantee. But that's a that's a rabbit hole. We should get into that one day. Can, can we put that in the notes? <laughs> we gotta put that in the notes. I want to finish this. We do. Those are always the funniest stories. Okay. Those are always the funniest stories. Because they're not real. Yes, of course. It's great. Of course it's great to teach your daughter to be accepting, but to then like push it off as this fake story of her saying a bird could be transgender, that's just so fake. Please. It's It's so fake. It like... It makes the whole like, Why don't you go tell point, your mom to shut up? It makes the whole point of like teaching your kids to be accepting like m- moot. You're just doing it for internet points now. Um by the way, Mookie said he does not remember that day when he uh when he when his mother was yelling at the former coach. Uh so it's only the mother's word we're going off of. But his mother continued to stand in his corner. There yeah, was because t- it didn't happen. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, there was the time Mookie recounted that he was almost suspended from school for, guess what? Guess what he was doing? Guess what he was doing that would make him suspend from school? No, but that's close, Alex. He was playing ping pong. Suspended from school. Almost suspended. Almost suspended. from play, for, play, for playing ping pong at school. Uh, Betts was a high school senior shortly before he became the Boston Red Sox fifth round pick in 2011. And his mother went to bat for him. Uh, she's like my best friend, but my mom too, Beth said Thursday. She disciplines me the same way any other mom does, but she was always there for me to talk to. I could be honest with her. So it went on. Wait, wait. Actually, now I think this is a different story. I think this is what happens when you get in trouble at school and you have to go home and tell your parents why and you just make up some like really lame excuse or you try and play it off like it was nothing. And he's like, yeah, it was just ping pong. <laughs> I, skipped pla- I skipped class to uh, uh, play ping pong with my buddies. Yeah, that's it. We were playing. It was really competitive. But, Mom, I want to be an athlete. That's what I'm meant for. So it's okay, right? Yeah, I don't know if I believe that either. There's a bunch of whoppers in this story, too. The L.A. Times need to do some vetting here. My goodness. So that's Mookie Betts, and we'll see what's happening uh, with the game tonight. Game six. Game six. It's been an exciting World Series, man. It really has. It really I know has. I'm rooting for the Rays. I want the Rays. Yeah, I, I do, too. I'd like to see Tampa Bay kind of become that huge sports town. That, that big winning town. That's something cool about a, a town in Florida becoming like that. Because you never think of Florida as like a huge sports state. You know, it's God's waiting room. That's all it is. But no, it could be a huge <laughs> sports thing. Golf courses. What about yeah, Miami? beaches. Well, Miami, there's, there's a few exceptions. That's for sure. You know, it's not. It's You don't think of Florida and you think of like really good sports. Do you? Well, definitely not Tampa. 
because Tampa is a pretty small market. And I mean, you can see that like Zach just said that the Rays have a really, really low payroll and they always have throughout their whole history. I think it's just cool to see a new city win some championships. And I'm kind of tired of the Dodgers. The Dodgers have tried to buy a championship for the last like 10 years, it seems like, and I just want them gone. Well, we'll see. We'll see. The two, the two players, Mookie Betts and uh, great Clay, take sack Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> no, I, I want to say this. Alex and I were reading each other's minds. <laughs> great, great take. Thank you for contributing. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> did, did you guys watch a cry? My my weekend was already horrible. You guys, I'm sorry, Zach. You guys just made it. So Soak it in salt water and see if it plumps up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you, <laughs> did you guys see it? Did you guys watch SNL this weekend? I know we yes. touched on it. Zach, did you watch? No, I didn't get a chance. What did you think, Alex? I thought it was really good. I don't think it was quite as good as I mean, they've just been on a really hot run lately. They have. But I thought it was still really strong. And I thought it was just I like I don't think Adele's the strongest host, and I think that's that's kind of what happened. I love Adele's voice. I, I yeah, think no, she, She's a great singer. Is there anybody that you know who has a more horrible, I mean, just horrid speaking voice, but when, when they sing, it's just it's just magical? I mean, you got to admit, Adele's speaking voice sounds like she's from, like, the low... Magical? Le- the low levels of Britain. Just the, the dingiest, crummiest suburb where it's just the, the most ridiculous speaking voice. I, I, I'll, I'll buy me there. Oh, is that, I'll, I'll buy me. It just, it's horrible. <laughs> but she'll sing, and it's just an incredibly different person. That's I agree. Funny. I agree, I, Alex. I agree. By the way, it's it was okay. I didn't think the cold open was anything too special, but I, th- I thought that Africa skit was great. That's getting some really, really. That's getting some. That's getting thrown into the fire a little bit online. Yeah. Uh, Am I going to be canceled uh, now for liking that skit? Because you liked it too. I'll throw you under the bus too. I think we both like that skit. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was definitely pushing the boundaries, but I thought it was really funny. This is one of those um, uh, 12.45 in the morning skits. Uh, yes, this was the last one, I think. Oh, I, I think you're I, right. I went to bed right afterwards, I think. It, it was so good. But what's happening is, and this is this is more than just um, some like Twitter hate. You know, everyone, everyone can complain about everything on Twitter because everyone has a voice. And you know what? Maybe everyone doesn't really need a voice. It's not something that everyone needs, but everyone complains about everything. This skit in particular is a little stronger, louder for people complaining. Uh, this this article from CNN talking about how Adele and SNL coming under fire for the Africa sex tourism sketch, which it, this 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 is the uh, the picture of it, Zach. I, I don't want to play the skit. I think the skit honestly is a little more visual. I think visual cues play a bigger role in this skit than most other skits. Wouldn't you say so, Alex? Yeah, I would agree with that. So I I don't feel like playing it, but. I, I encourage you guys to go out and watch it. Everyone's talking about it. But basically what's happening is SNL is facing backlash over a sketch in which Adele, Kate McKinnon, and Heidi Gardner play white divorcees lusting over African men. The skit is intended to mock sex tourism. It sees the trio uh, encouraging visitors to come to Africa, uh, boasting repeatedly about its tribesmen and massive bamboos as black male extras carry women across the beach in the background it's so it's so good commenters on social media accused the sketch of propagating stereotypes about the fetization 
I've I've seen that word, but I've never said it in my life. Fetishization of black men. And some said it was ill-timed, given its airing during the NSARS protest taking place in Nigeria. Uh, a journalist at R&B News website Vibe wrote on Twitter, for whatever, for whoever gets their news from Vibe, that Africa skit was tone deaf, insensitive, and inappropriate. Men and women in Nigeria, South Africa, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo are fighting for their lives, and to reduce the continent as sexual destination for white women is shameful. So it went on and on and on, uh, mocking the tourism of Africa. So people are not too happy about this. But listen, it's a joke. It's a comedy show. It's a skit. It's a sketch. Can people just take a breath? Is everyone on edge ready to get just super pissed at one thing or another? I don't think Adele hates the NSARS movement. I don't think SNL is anti-Africa or anti-helping um, a, a community that needs help. I think it's just yeah. a funny skit. Am, am, I, am I crazy for saying that or is this just something that should never have happened? No, 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 no. I, I agree. Like, I, I don't want to diminish this person's feelings. And if they really were offended by it, then that's, you know, acceptable. And obviously you can't downplay that. And I'm sorry that they were offended, but I don't think it deserves to be offended about. I think it was just a joke and lighthearted. And it, it, I mean, it was, I thought it was really funny. I didn't think it was distasteful. I didn't think that they were making light of any sort of tragedy or anything like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but I, I would agree with you. I think that they kind of just need to take it for what it is, take it at face value and not, not read into it too much. I don't think it was intended to cause any harm. They were already getting backlash for uh, Bill Burr's opening, right? You know? Yeah, a little bit. This is stronger, I think, though. You a think? little more a little more backlash. Well, maybe because it's from somebody you wouldn't expect to have. You know, Well, Bill Burr's supposed to have hot takes, you know? He's a comedian. Sure. And he has, you know... But, S- but SNL is supposed to be... Pushing the boundaries. They're not supposed to be the safe show. That's why they're on from 11.30 till 1 a.m. on Saturday night. This is not some type of... This is not... It's not a family show. Yeah. It's not a show for your children. It's not a show to make an impact on uh, these issues. It's just, it's a comedy show. You know what their problem... Like, I'm feeling like I'm going crazy here. I feel you like know this what, happening too much. You know what their problem is? Is They probably were a little too PC for a while. You know, like, no one gets upset when South Park does something, because... Yeah, South Park does way worse stuff than South this. Park, yeah, well, you just expect it out of South Park. Sure. It is, and that's how... What they, like, but, you know, oh, you know, <laughs> we got, you know, SNL kind of switching it up a little bit. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting that they're switching up, and now everyone's got the backlash. SNL... They were just making, like, penis jokes. That's what they were doing. They were making penis jokes. Like, how do you get offended about a penis joke? I don't know. It because it's it's mocking the NSARS movement. I don't just know. Just lay a dingling on a popsicle stick and put a couple rubber bands around it and you can say, you know, sorry it's not like the old days, but it's gonna have to do, you know. <laughs> it's from an old SNL skit, right? Penises on the brain. Good penises on the brain. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, that was from an old SNL skit. They're very good. It's just it's not and you're right, Zach. The comparison to South Park. By the way, have you watched a pandemic special? No, I, I, okay. I am. You know I'm what? going to this no, week, you're not. I swear no, to God. Oh, yeah, that's right. Another another broken promise. I will not be on the podcast next week if I have not watched it. Oh, is that, a, is that the real deal? That is that is the yeah, real deal. Right. Oh, he just wants to get out of it. <laughs> I think so. It's, it's funny. You should watch it. But you're right about that. You're absolutely right about that. 
SNL, what they did ever since Trump was elected, they went very PC. The only real edgy stuff they did was make fun of Trump. And other than that, they played it pretty safe the past few years. This season, and we talked about this last show, they're they're pushing the boundaries a little more. This is something that I think SNL used to do, and I'm glad they're doing it again. They're having funny skits that are a little inappropriate, a little on the edge, a little on the borderline, but that's what makes for funny skits. And people, I think, just need to take a deep breath and relax. This is not life or death. This is a, it's a comedy show. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. Take take a page out of Aaron Rodgers' book and R E L A X. Relax. <laughs> please. Please do. So You uh, want the skinny dingling? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say discount double check. I, I I hope I hope Adele is not cancelled over this. And I hope SNL is not canceled no over this. God, can you imagine um this this Saturday and next Saturday for SNL with the election around the corner? Man, this this week is John Mulaney yes. and the Strokes. That's going to be amazing. I can't wait. John Mulaney. Strokes. John... <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. Well, no, no. I I, I was just thinking. I was what a weird that. smirk you have. <laughs> uh, no, I was just thinking. I haven't heard Sexier. the Strokes in a long time. They're a good band. No, I agree. They are. I just haven't heard them in a while. John Mulaney's hilarious. He's so funny. Have you watched his show with Nick Kroll, Big Mouth, on Netflix? I think I watched first season and half of the second one or something have you seen it alex i have not i i recommend it if you're a nick kroll guy uh or or a john mulaney fan it's it's a it's an adult cartoon uh which i think are always really funny i I do love both of them i should check that out you really should it's been on for a few years now um as a matter of fact bill burr has f is for family that's his show on netflix which i also think is a really good show but um but big mouth is way edgier it's about kids going through puberty and and Nick Kroll and John Mulaney voice uh, like almost all the characters. It's so so funny. I think I think even uh, Jordan Peele is on there as one of the characters. Oh, anyway, well. hopefully hopefully SNL's not canceled. Uh, but we, what we do need to watch actually is uh is Borat two, Borat subsequent movie film. I was such a huge Borat fan when that movie came out in 05, Believe it or not, fifteen years ago. I, I that does not seem fifteen years old now. But are you guys watching? Very nice. Yeah, I don't I gotta, mind. I gotta see uh, Rudy Giuliani on there. Yeah, that's the big story, guys. Um, can I? Do you want me to play this video? I have not vetted this video. This could be a first time, but we yeah, do, maybe don't. Maybe don't. Should I? It's no, it's no, bore, but it's Borat. If it's from if it's from Borat, then it could be bad. We Is should he, vet it, and maybe maybe we should watch it this week, and we can all come back and give our our opinion on it but this is i think this might be important because it's borat's official statement on this entire rudy giuliani thing do you know what happened with the rudy giuliani story i mean that's probably the biggest probably one of the biggest political news well i shouldn't say that everything's big political news recently but it was he was tricked into doing a quote-unquote interview with quote-unquote borat's really hot daughter i mean just a 10 it's uh, unbelievable and she was interviewing. It's not his real daughter, though, right? No, it's it's. She's an actress. It's she's part of the movie, and the whole bit was having uh, her interview Rudy Giuliani, but it was part of the movie, and it's it's just part of this whole thing. And she's trying to like hit on him. She's trying to flirt with him. The uh, the I think uh, the twenty four year old actress with seventy six year old Rudy Giuliani, who's really taking a liking to her. That huge age difference, but Rudy can't help himself. So the whole thing is like. 
oh, what was Rudy doing with his hand down his pants? And the whole thing is just what? like, he was adjusting yeah. his microphone. Oh, no. That was the whole thing. And Rudy actually called 911 when he realized that it was a joke and it was a whole setup and it was a bit, it was he a called boring. 911? He called the police. Kidding? I'm not kidding you. <laughs> he called the police. And he he told him oh, no. he, he told the media that any any suggestion of Sasha Sasha Baron Cohen that I was doing something inappropriate is completely unfounded. I was adjusting my microphone while he was laying down on a bed talking to a really hot girl. So take it for what it's worth. <laughs> but that's yeah, the whole hand, thing. His hand was completely down his pants. They, like, they gone. They mocked it in the cold open on um on SNL. They kind of had to. But that's the whole thing with Borat and Rudy Giuliani, at least. Why should I play this? Do you want to play what Borat said now? So Borat came out in character with an official statement from uh, this incident because it's obviously such big news, and I I don't think it's that bad. But let me let me give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. If it's bad, we'll we'll edit it out. So sorry for anybody not listening, uh, but I think it'll be fine. It's so funny. I here to defend America's mayor Rudolph Giuliani. What was an innocent, sexy time encounter between a consenting man and my 15-year-old daughter <laughs> have been turned into something disgusting by fake news media? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I warn you. Airboy. Anyone else try this, and Rudolph will not hesitate to reach into his legal briefs and whip out his subpoenas. Junkie. <laughs> All right, that's Borat's official statement. Are, are you guys watching this movie this week? Can we make a point to watch it? We we gotta watch. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah. I mean this this is one of those. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay, okay. It's it's weird because all these movies are. It's almost impossible to find where a movie is because they're coming out on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or the theater. You know what would be really cool if there was one online service that had all the movies you could ever want and you just paid for it once a month and they all came to you, like Netflix was originally before Hulu, before all of them, <laughs> or like the movie theater maybe used to be before yeah. COVID. <laughs> so. I, I, it's so funny. It's so funny. I and I will admit that it it goes after politicians. It's it's not apolitical. It it makes fun of politics and it makes fun of people in politics. But I think for certain movies or certain situations in life, maybe just set your political views aside and just kind of laugh at a movie, a comedy film, and just enjoy it for what it's worth and not get so worked up over it. That's my thought, at least. That's what I'm gonna do. Worked up. I know, but there's people getting worked up over it, and I think it's crazy. I think people just should be able to enjoy a film without having to get worked up over politics. But some people can't. The movie's getting great reviews. I, I've heard good things. All it's right. getting such Interesting good reviews. Interesting things, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> I love Borat, man. I love Borat. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't. I didn't see the first one, so do wait, I Wait, you're to kidding, right? Really? You're kidding. Wow. You haven't seen the first Borat, Alex? That's what I said. Well, I heard you. I just couldn't believe it. How have you not seen the first Borat? You know, I'm I'm the guy who doesn't see all the movies, but everyone's seen Borat, right? Uh, I think you need to watch that tonight. Maybe skip the Bachelorette since you're already like four episodes behind, and um, <laughs> watch well, Borat. Do I do I need to see the first Borat to see this one? I don't know. I doubt it, though. I don't think it's a kind of a continuation. I think you'll be able to enjoy it. You won't you won't miss any part of the storyline by jumping into Borat two subsequent movie film. He made another movie, right? It wasn't just 
Borat. There was it was like it started with a B. Well, he's got Bruno, his, Bruno, the, yeah. the gay fashion designer or yeah. whatever. And then there was um, Ali G. You know, Ali G. Show. The Ali G. Show was a show on HBO, which was fantastic, and that had a movie as well. Oh, really? His I character didn't... was great, Ali G. I think that's. I actually think that character is better than Borat, Ali G. But you've never seen it, have no, you? No, I haven't seen it's the HBO bad. one. That's too bad. He's so talented. He really is. And he's really smart. I mean, he... He also had a movie called The Dictator. I saw that one. How was that? Oh, yes. I did not see that. It was not that good. That's what I heard. Yeah. Nobody's really talking about Lots it. Lots of dicks. 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> a lot of dicks. Ouch. That's what I remember what, from it. <laughs> what did Borat get, Alex, on the original Borat on Rotten Tomatoes? Wait, can I guess? Uh, sure. Um, I'm going to guess the audience... Do you have it up? I'm going to guess the audience gave it a 91. The audience gave it wait, wait, a 79. Wait, wait. Oh. Oh. Oh, wait, the, the critics? Tomato wait, meter. critics? Critics? Hang on. The thermometer. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the, gonna the say, thermometer. I'm going to say David. I'm going to say 70. I'm going to I'm going to say 68. No, 91. Really? The critics gave it a higher score than the audience? Yep. I'm bad at this. I guarantee you. I'm shocked. That's what happens. I guarantee you what the audience thought was like, oh, it's a, you know, it's just a, it's a too edgy for them. And all the moms got on after their, <laughs> after the thing. And I, I watched this with my son and it was inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Alex. Um, hey, hey, ho, ho, this penis party's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of penis party, have you watched The Bachelorette, Alex, or are you still behind? <laughs> I'm caught up, but I. No, you are? It. You're caught uh, up? I caught up by reading recaps and talking to my girlfriend. <laughs> okay. I got I got the uh I got the the high level overview from her. Will you be watching from now on? I'm waiting for Tasha, I think. Claire just sounds awful. People seem to really hate Claire. What a diva. What a diva. It's horrible. <laughs> well, this is what happened last week, and there's a new episode tonight. Okay. Spoilers, everyone. Spoilers. You might want to fast forward old. five, ten minutes <laughs> just in case you really wanted to watch The Bachelor. Here, here come the drops, I'm sure, too. But what happened was uh, there was a group date, and the group date was dodgeball. There were two teams. The winner of the dodgeball tournament, which was like five guys against five other guys, um, going after Claire Crawley's heart. Uh, she's by the way, she's thirty nine. We all knew this, the oldest bachelorette ever, and all these guys are like in their mid twenties, like our age. But she's an old lady. I mean, look at her. She's old. <laughs> so let me ask you a question: If you were in your twenties, which we are, and you have Claire Crawley, the diva. On The Bachelorette, who's a real piece of work. I mean, she is just a big piece of work. Stop whining. Would you be really apt to, like, go on the show and go after the 39-year-old Claire Crawley? Or would you say to yourself, you know, maybe I'll wait next season. We'll see what they come up with next time. I just don't She's get what... has uh, an incredible, incredible ass. <laughs> I, I, I just think that these guys don't just want to get on TV. They're in their 20s. Uh, I don't get it. But anyway, so what happened was they have the group date. It's dodgeball. And then Claire has a little twist. It's going to be not just regular dodgeball, but strip dodgeball. So every time a team loses, they have to take off a piece of clothing. And the last team with clothing on wins. Whoever removes all their clothing loses. And they have to go back to the mansion. (sighs) Boy. 
That escalated quick. <laughs> I mean, that really got out of hand fast. And the the winning team gets to spend the rest of the night with Claire. The loser has to. The losing team has to go back to the mansion and sulk totally naked. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, they were walking back from the dodgeball to the nice. mansion, which was like, I, I don't know where they were. It was like 100 yards away, back to the mansion, completely naked. They didn't care. Whatever. It doesn't matter. And, and so, and so, so. Thanks for good TV. I did hear about this. This got a lot of backlash. Yeah. Right? Again, what happened was, uh, and it's all over the internet, Claire Crawley is defending herself against the backlash for the strip dodgeball group date. But first of all, you know, Chris Harrison is there. Chris Harrison's just trying to help Claire find love. I mean, what a good guy. He's trying to, uh-huh. he said he sets up a great dodgeball tournament, a beautiful scene, and all of a sudden Claire comes up, I'm going to make it strip dodgeball. This isn't just regular dodgeball, it's strip dodgeball. So that's what What'd Claire... you do? That's what Claire wants to do. And When men are married to women who scream like you, they just want to die sooner. <laughs> the show need to be listening to this show because we're giving some real insight about claire she's not a good person to be around i bet you get sick of her in five minutes and be done and you know it's too bad because most of these guys only spend a few minutes with her before another guy comes in can i steal her really quick so they don't really get to see the true claire crawley but yeah there's backlash on this because by the end of the game her suitors were left to cover up with just a thong and some of them even took the thong off and one guy... Um, Wait, so what's the backlash about? I don't understand. Well, because Claire's... I think Claire's there uh, calling her suggestion a double standard and argued that if a male Bachelor lead would have made the same request to female contestants, the show would have been taken off the air. She's sexualizing men's bodies. It's ridiculous. What if the rules were the reversed? Because team just kept losing and losing and losing. They and did. ended up basically just being in their jock straps, right? Yeah. Well, some of the guys even took their jock straps off. And and one of the one of the contestants. Seriously? Yeah. A few of them did. Yeah. I mean, they showed it. I mean, they put a little black bar over it, but they showed it. And one of the contestants was, like, pissed at Claire. I mean, on the show, he was saying, and this is what the, the teaser was at the end of the episode. It's like, you know, I'm going to talk to Claire tonight. I think that was really inappropriate of what she did. I think it was very shallow of her. Um, I think, what was it, Juan Pablo or whatever it was? Yeah, Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo was pissed at Claire for this. She, he thought it was inappropriate that she made them do this. The biggest uh, direction I got from Mrs. Ford. <laughs> <laughs> but think, I mean, they're not wrong if the roles were reversed and it was a bachelor. And what if the bachelor was up there and all these girls were playing dodge was like, uh, yeah, we're going to make a strip dodgeball. You girl, you you lose, you, you take your top off, you take your shirts off, whatever it is, the looting team lose a piece of clothing. I mean, seriously. Right? It sounds, is, is that, I mean, I agree. I mean, Alex, you're on the same page as me. Yeah, I agree. I think it's ridiculous. I think it is a double standard. I think it's kind of disgusting that she did it. I would be pissed too. I wouldn't have wanted to participate in that. So so the big teaser is at the end of the show, Juan Pablo was going to confront Claire about this. And that's what uh, they left the show with. So tonight we'll see what the backlash is. And I think this is actually where it gets all un- unraveled. Um, and uh, um, what's what's the guy's name? The the guy who, who, um, who she ends up with or that she ends because she ends the show. I think it happens tonight. I'm not sure. I have not read any spoilers. But Dale, 
Dale. The, yeah, Dale. Yeah, the the, the tall, long The guy she was all over after yeah. the first episode. I think what happens is Juan Pablo confronts her tonight, and I have no idea. I've never, I've not read anything, but it sounds like Juan Pablo confronts her tonight, and then all hell breaks loose. So Claire Crawley actually tweeted, and uh, I think is trying to defend herself. Claire Crawley said, or in response to a tweet by um, Kendall Sims, who said, it's awful that you had the guys take off their clothes. If the Bachelor asked the woman to do the same thing, all heck would break loose. You were wrong. Juan Pablo should have had you strip. In response, Crawley said, you mean like this? She attached a photo from a date with Bachelor lead Juan Pablo, (laughs) where where contestants Andy Dorfman and Lucy Aragon were made to strip down for an animal adoption campaign. So I guess she's saying it's not even a double standard. It's just the standard. It's fine. It doesn't matter. So I guess Claire just doesn't care. She's 39. She knows what she wants in a man, and she doesn't give a shit about anything else. Whatever anyone else says, forget it. And people are not people are unhappy with Claire's response. I mean, this is what her response is to all this: a, a stripped-down adoption advertisement. I, I don't even understand which the one, point of this. Which one's Claire? The adopt? No, she's not in this. Oh, then what's the she point? attached a photo from a date with Bachelor lead Juan Pablo? By the way, I may be getting Juan Pablo uh, mixed up with somebody else because Juan Pablo was one of the Bachelor leads. But yeah. this was different. It, it's not Juan Pablo who was pissed. I misspoke. I forget his name who was pissed. Who's ever going to confront Claire tonight about this issue? So anyway, Claire obviously doesn't care at all about the backlash she's getting. It doesn't matter. But f- fans are pissed, man. Fans are pissed. So It sounds interesting, and actually. All, all, I'm actually kind of intrigued. This is the first <laughs> one I'm like, wow. I feel pissed that I said Juan Pablo. No, it was not Juan Pablo, Max. God. Bless Max, America. if they're... You, you just you couldn't do it without the show notes today. You needed to have some notes. Going off on the first I think time. Claire just has one problem. She said she hadn't gone number two in ten days, but today was D Day. She's a little backed up. <laughs> so tonight's gonna be wild. I think tonight is the night where, like I said, all hell breaks loose, and then we have those quotes. I would expect more from the oldest bachelorette ever. One of the guys was saying that in the promo. So it's it's getting good, man. It's getting good. Are you watching tonight? Who's on TV, Dingus? <laughs> Are you watching tonight? No, no, I unfortunately Zach, you gotta I get cannot. Into this. I cannot. I wish you were able to get into this. I you know, I, I wish I could too, actually. Oh boy. Oh, well that's bachelor for you. As my internet is uh, unstable again. Unstable. <laughs> Alex, are you there? I don't think he is. I, th- I think we Oh, we lost him. We've lost cabin pressure. I can't even get my show notes to load for God's sake. We have exploded. What what was the uh, what was the other thing we wanted to get to tonight before the uh, before we race ho- race home to get to the Bachelor? And there's Game Six. I mean, there is Game Six of the World Series tonight, which is going to be fun. Hopkit. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, what this is actually kind of interesting, and I I, I read the story. So remember a few weeks or a few months ago during they were a COVID casualty. They declared bankruptcy, and the owners were selling. And the whole thing was what's going to happen with Hopcat, but. Uh, apparently these these new owners purchased it and and they're going to save it so all these restaurants are going to stay open so for those of you worried that Hopcat was going to be gone rest assured it's Where, still here there's the one in Detroit right they closed the one in Royal Oak I mean there's a bunch of Hopcats I mean there's a bunch now they started in East Lansing didn't they 
I really think they did. It was either East Lansing or Grand Rapids. Uh, East I wish Lansing, yep. But it looks like there's one in Grand Rapids. And then they're like a Chicago company, too, or something like that. So, I don't know. Interesting stuff. It's like right next to my apartment, so I go there a lot. Are they open right now? Yeah, yeah, you can go there. Have you been there? Yeah, socially distanced. They're actually like super socially distanced, too, in there. And you could eat outside. They have like a little uh, patio upstairs, actually. Oh, do they really? Yeah, I, I've been to the one in Royal Oak. It, it doesn't compare to anything like the one in Royal Oak, but it's, you know, it's an outside patio. It was nice in the summer. So. I got to go back there. I wonder if the new owners are going to bring the crack fries back. The co- No, the cosmic fries. Well, and I know, but my, my point is, you know, these new owners saying, you know, cosmic fries. How stupid. What a ridiculous change <laughs> of name. We didn't need to change the name. I it, I still call them crack fries, and they still bring them to me. Do the waitresses ever correct you and say, um, we don't call them crack fries anymore? I think maybe once they've been, like, when it, like, first, the, there was the first change. It really? Was, like, the cosmic fries. Yeah. But no, I, I, it's not like I purposely go out and say, like, oh, these are crack fries, you know? I'm not, like, I'm not, like, trying to be, like, anti-PC when I say it. It's just what I know them as. So I'm like, oh, I'll have an order of the crack fries, too. And they just bring them. It's What's not the- like they... Wasn't that the stupidest story when they had to change the name because it was insulting to uh, people who have crack addictions? I, I mean, isn't that crazy? I don't understand. Look, I mean, <laughs> crack addictions or any drug addiction is you, obviously horrible, but you, this is a restaurant serving fries. There's like, I, alcohol's a drug. Yeah, people sure. are addicted to it. Like, I don't, I it, that is kind of soft. It me. doesn't make any sense. It's It's one of those PC moves that I think just went a little too far. Yeah, I agree. Um, by the way, College Game Day is coming to Augusta. That'll be awesome. For the Masters, yeah. which is weird, but that's cr- – that's cr- Alex is gone, by the way. <laughs> we can't go. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> We're done. We have lost him. Cabin pressure is gone. Yeah. But College Game Day at, at, at the Masters, which, by the way, is coming up in uh, 14 days now. They're starting. They're starting in, in like 14 or 15 days, I believe it is. The Green Jacket. With all the fall leaves, I'm, are the leaves gonna still be up? It's it's getting kind of late. Well, I don't I, down in down in Augusta. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how their fall season is down there. If it's a little later, it probably is. It's probably a lot warmer. But in in November, the Masters. That's just so cool to me. I mean, it's different. I was I, the Masters are the best. As somebody who loves golf, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't you don't even really play golf, but no, you, I mean, I love, you watch. Of it. course, you watch the Masters. Sure, the Masters is like one of the best sports weekends. Of the year. Sure. You, you usually have the, you know, the tournament kicking off then. You have the Masters going on. I remember we'd be up school and you'd have, like, the four TVs going with the three games and then the Masters on the side. Yeah. That was the way to go. It was, yeah. All right. Well, college game day is going to be there, which is different, but I'm I'm excited to see. It's going to be very bizarre, but I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised that Augusta National is letting them do it. I mean, they're so strict with their rules and, like, the camera rules and the TV rules. It's so really? it's so strict down there. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have all these old-fashioned rules where it's just, I mean, the, the caddies have to all wear white. I mean, that's a rule. White pants, white shirt, and that's it. Wow. So that's, I mean, but that's just one example. Yeah. It's, like, impossible to go there and watch. I mean, everyone wants to go to is the everyone, Masters. Is everyone going to play? Any COVID cancellations you heard mm, of? Not that I know of. Golf's been going okay. Yeah, I mean, golf's a pretty good socially distanced yeah. sport, right? And they're still not really allowing any fans. It's pretty easy to, yeah. All right, you want to Re- get out of here? Yeah, absolutely. We probably should. Alex is uh, we're gonna have to uh, catch you guys on the next show. The uh, who's gonna read it? <laughs> oh no, we're lost. 
We lost the. Alex has one job and he missed out on it. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. So you can catch us on Twitter at, at CuttingOutEarly, Instagram at CuttingOutEarly.podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or on our website at Anchor.fm. And feel free to email Max about his bachelor takes on CuttingOutEarly.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, please do, because I need some more. I, Alex is just catching up with Anna and a few internet websites, which, whatever. I he hope needs he some dialogue tonight. back and forth. He's really into it, and no one's no one's reciprocating right there. I mean, Alex should be getting into this. This is something right up. He loves this shit. The Bachelor, man. The Bachelorette. Whatever. He's on. He better. I, I sure hope so. Well, anyway, uh, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. It was good. few hiccups, but you know what? We made it through. It was a, it was a good show, I think. Yeah, catch you next weekend. Episode 16 next week. If we're here, we, we will be. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Thanks. See you.